Welcome. We are the Projectile Lunchcast, a group of friends with a combined professional video games industry experience of over 20 years. More importantly, we have collectively been discussing video games for close to a century, including during most of our lunch breaks. People forced to witness these arguments kept telling us to just get a room and make a podcast. So that's what we did. We don't think they had any idea what they were bargaining for, yet here we are. And we couldn't be more excited to have you, dear listener, join us on this adventure. Welcome back to the latest episode of the Projectile Lunchcast. I am still your host, Marcel. I earned this title through martial prowess in video game combat. And I'm still here with my dear friends, Matt. I'm Matthew Cook. Matt. Uh, with Basti. Hi, hi. And with Richard. You've never been good at games. Just say hi, please. Oh, hi. Hi, everybody. Hi, nice to meet you. Um, and today we are going to discuss a topic that I personally always find super interesting and fascinating when it comes to video games, and that is cancelled games. Like, you know, why why do games get cancelled? Uh, does it make sense? Doesn't it make sense? For whom does it make sense? Yeah, like, why, why are people like myself so fascinated with cancelled games? Uh, and what are some prominent examples, like DD? The all-star, all-time, all-star Hall of Fame of cancel games that people love to discuss and after years still wish had happened, even though, you know, God knows if they would have been good or not. Any initial thoughts, gentlemen? I, it was interesting for me because I, I thought going into it, when you said you wanted to talk about this, that I didn't really care about a ton of cancel games. Like, you know, you'd always hear about it in the news. Like, I mean, that was, that was always the thing for me is, is the natural hype cycle or, uh, or the announcement of video games is always, you know, like... Cinematic trailer, some guy on stage saying, this is going to be the revolution of video games. Uh, and then you don't get to see gameplay for a while, you don't get to try it. And so, you know, I think I think uh, as you go through that cycle a few times, you just kind of temper yourself until you can get your hands on a game or, or see it more substantially with uh, with gameplay footage. So I don't. I know. I, and, and, you know, hey, God, God bless them. A lot of people still really get into those things. I mean, we just talked about E3 and... No. And all the events, you know, to, to each their own. I'm just like, uh, you know, maybe it could have been that time I bought Rise of the Robots on Super Nintendo because it looked cool on the box and it was the worst game I ever played. But, you know, you kind of try to temper yourself for for expectations. So uh, I, I thought, but that was, that was the thing. So I thought going into this is like, I can't remember a game that I really got bummed out for when it got canceled. But looking into it, yeah, I was able to find a good like four or five games that, that actually really got, got behind and I really, really liked to play. So that was interesting. But I also have the same feeling as you. Like when somebody says to me, cancel games, I immediately just think of like a character like running but stuck in a wall and like just those <laughs> like 3D interior, like kind of tacky 3D interiors that you have at the beginning of a project when it's like not quite fleshed out. And like you see that and you think, yeah, it's probably a good idea that they didn't pursue that any further. And I understand that. But, but then, yeah, same as you. Like I looked through the list and I, I saw some notable things. I mean, we can, we can talk about that already because like agent. I mean, like, if I if I may bring this up already, like, you know, it's Rockstar, wasn't it? Um, so it's like you attach the the quality that goes with Rockstar to something about 70 spa espionage, and it's yeah. like, 
it's my my dream come true. Something fell know? right into your wheelhouse. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's it's just like the, the the games world is crying out for like you get a few references in Metal Gear and things, but right. like the game world is like crying out for some really like detailed investigation of like Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy type mm-hmm. um, intensity, that kind of you know personal um, stories about like spy work and like what it really means to be a spy and how how much of a, a anonymity you need and that, those kind of things and just like those were, well, that's what I was thinking because it's Rockstar right so they they always dig deep with the the story stuff like GTA um, gameplay size like it's quite straightforward but like all of that those story things are such high quality and so well written all the scripts um, you know you just imagine that and it's just like mouthwatering for me sure I think Agent is an amazing example of you know like the I find like the, the psychology behind like the, the fascination with cancelled games uh, fascinating. That was not a great sentence stylistically, but let's just chuck <laughs> um, it. Like, I mean, like the, the the only thing people have ever seen about Agent officially, you know, mind you, like anything that's only ever re- officially been released was a logo. You know, like nothing besides a logo. But I think obviously, I think that the, the, why people love cancelled games so much, you know, as a topic is. Every game is going to be perfect and amazing until it's released, right? What game am I thinking Agent is now? I don't know what game they, I'm they thinking had, of. They had a box shot with a dude with the sunglasses, and the sunglasses had a target in it. Is that not Agent? No. I, I don't know what that is, that, but that, that is not sounds Agent. sounds more like Killer's Dead. Was it City Killer? I don't know what City Killer, Killer is. Killer Killer? I'm just going to make up a bunch of games. You guys Killer, won't even know if they're cancelled. It was City Killer. It was an amazing game. It was cancelled. There were some leaked stills, though, weren't there? So there was an artist. Like, no one really knows if they were part of the project's... But like somebody leaked some still there, shots. There, there was there was some leaked like some some level tests and stuff like that. Yeah. How, how much later did that come out? Much later. Yeah. I mean, like when was Agent announced? Two thousand eight, nine, something like that. Yeah. Like E three, obviously, right. um, at a Sony press conference. But you know, nothing ever is. But I think yeah, the reason why people love cancelled games is essentially in your mind every cancelled game is perfect until it comes out, right? Sure. Usually, if 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 my my fellow marketing brethren don't do a bad job, obviously all the stuff you will see about a game until it's out is is enticing and cool, right? Mm. And I think that is one of the reasons why very often people you know, there's like this disconnect or like this this delta for for gamers when they hear, hey, this game has been cancelled because it didn't shape up, and everybody was like, but it looked amazing in all the screenshots, and you know, and then as a developer, you're like, well, yeah, because obviously we we only release the screenshots yeah, yeah. that where the game looks amazing, you know, but yeah. that doesn't paint the whole picture. Yeah, and I think you know, like with Agent, obviously, as you said, like there's the, the it's the rock star. It's a it's a cool but underused theme, like the espionage. So I think it was just like this wide open space that people can project all their ideas on. So of like, man, Agent would have been amazing. Um, and you know, there's a high chance that it would not have been anything at all like what a lot of people imagine a game would have been, right? Sure. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's a very good example, Matt. That was a, a nice segue actually to what I wanted to say about people, you know, like this this whole disconnect of like, why would you cancel a game for for quality reasons when in like the highly staged five minute E3 demo you did, it looked amazing. You know, yeah. I think we we have all worked on one or more canceled games before. Yeah, I've worked on a few. <laughs> yeah, I touched touched a canceled game or two. I mean, you know, a lot of the times. Like like a lot of things, I mean, you, you can read you, whenever you read about stuff online, it's always super interesting because it, it, it's like this uh, this you know great corporate espionage story about how oh the, the project was canceled. It was going to be so good, but it just didn't line up because of a personality conflict, and it went all the way to the top, and then it just got 
And like 99% of the time, just like anything else in the industry. It was like, Thank you for saying that. It was like, it, it was just a simple business reason. Like it just didn't, it didn't come together on time, on budget. I mean, working in production, that's, that's one of the things that we hope that we, we try to stop. But you know, sometimes, unfortunately, exactly. projects go long. They, they cost too much. There's just a, a breakdown in, in some fundamental and that, that's why, you know, most of the canceled games you don't even hear about, right? Like these, for every project you guys are, are getting to see that that's been canceled publicly. I mean, there's, there's you know, tenfold more just sitting back, never made it out of, yeah. out of research or out of there. I mean, I, I think the question like for that is already, at what point do you consider something a game? You know, if somebody just throws around like like one white box level or like a vertical slice, is that already a game that gets canceled or is it just a, a prototype that... That they choose not to green light or to progress with, uh, you know, I think there's. Yeah, I mean, I think you always treat every project like it's like it's going to be a full project. I mean, it, it, there's a there's a mix between that that kind of like, hey, we're 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 throwing stuff against the wall to see what works early stages. Small teams are just going to kind of brainstorm and figure out what uh, what works for them. But um, but I mean, you never want to you never want to present your project as something that is just like ah, you know, I just I was sketching. Like it's always like, hey, we we put a lot of work into this project and. You know we believe in it, and uh, you don't you don't want to ever come across disingenuous or like your heart's not in it. But uh, I think for for what we're talking about, I mean, a cancel game is something that 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 got announced. You know. Yeah, I mean, that, uh, I wouldn't go that. Far. Like there there are many instances where yes, maybe a cancel game got leaked or not officially announced. That's uh, but that's still, people was, yeah. talking about a canceled game. I think that the the problem is that we have cases where. Uh, you have seen a lot of like footage of a game. You have seen uh, E3 presentations, sometimes even several times doing several uh, E3s where they had sometimes gameplay, sometimes trailers, etc. And then it gets uh, cancelled. And while uh, in other instances you have like rumors or some weird listing about a game, maybe in a finance call or whatever, and then people sure. dig stuff out but never have seen anything. But sure. is it, in, a, in that case, as an example, uh, is Titan, got Titan cancelled? Or not, because Titan, there was never anything properly shown about that game. But did they announce that they were making it? I mean, I'm yes. talking like in a press finance, No, in a finance call. They talked about it and they no, had like the finance call. They, they, no. they, for a long time, they were... So, for reference, we're talking about Blizzard's cancelled MMO We're talking Titan, about Overwatch. Which eventually, like, was, was... Parts of it were reused to become the super successful Overwatch. Which I probably like is one of, as far as game cancellation goes, like is one of the most ideal cases. Like, hey, we had to scrap years and then uh, tens of millions of dollars of work. Mm-hmm. Is there anything we can salvage and you turn into a game that sells like thirty-five million copies? Yeah, that's the ideal scenario, right? Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, th- that game was never announced. Like, like because you know everybody knew they were working on a new MO because mm-hmm. for a long time they had job listings for unannounced MO or something on their website. I think Project Titan was on some finance call of Activision. The name, the name, like the codename Titan was fairly known uh, with people. Yeah. Also, fun, so fun fact. So now we talked about we talked about Agent, we talked about Titan. Mm-hmm. Um, the last two things allegedly that Ensemble Studios, makers of Age of Empires and Halo Wars, worked on before they were shut down were two games codenamed Titan and Agent. Hmm. So I guess these are these are very they, they're popular, but also cursed, cursed, codenames. cursed code names. Yes. Oh, no. So let's not use those, maybe. I mean, this, one day we talk about in, in, in an episode talk about video game project code names. <laughs> yeah, some great code names yeah, and some really some dumb good, ones. Yeah. That might be a might be a good rundown. And there's there's another form of cancel game, which of course is the game that actually gets released 
but then has to be canned quite quickly. I mean, does that yeah. fit in? I mean, that's that's my experience of a, of a cancel project, well, actually. I mean, like, judging by our time with Anthem, that game was canceled while it was released. So, I mean... That's harsh. I know. I, poor guys. I know they're, they're no, I would say, like, game. from this discussion, I would actually exclude games which got a proper release. And sure. it doesn't matter if it came out for, like, three weeks, if it was, like, a tabula rasa scenario well, or if it was... We can save that for next time. For yeah. like for a future, of course, because there's that. a lot of fascinating stories like APB Hellgate London is like one crazy. I mean, Tabula Rasa is yeah, it's, it's I think, MMO RPGs, right? I think it's well. Yeah, I mean, how else are you going to cancel a game, right? Yeah. Like a yeah. single player game that's out on people's hard drives. How are you going to cancel that, right? Or how are you going to drop that? Like it, it has to be an online game, obviously. Uh, Tabula Rasa obviously stands out as. To my knowledge, the only game that has ever been announced to be to be sunsetted while the creator of the game was uh, was in outer space. Oh, uh, so did he sell his blood later? <laughs> he's. I, I'm not going to mention names, but yes, Richard Garriott. Wait, shit, sold his blood later. On Could eBay. have got some of that sweet Garriott blood. Uh, he's he's a sir, I believe, right? I would have worn he's, that. He's a he's a nobility. So. I would have worn that around my neck, like Angelina Jolie and Billy Bob Thornton, just me and my my Lord British blood. I mean, the thing that's really like must be really disappointing if you've worked on those games in any capacity yeah. is just seeing something basically erased uh, from history. Actually, because because so much of the stuff we work on is virtual, mm-hmm. you need storage for other things. It's like it's cancel project. Okay, you did say that some games have taken components or some of the work that was done and put them in other games, but that doesn't happen mm-hmm. for all games. Right. So especially if you're in a creative situation, like the stuff you've done specifically for that game. That's gone. And like that happened to me. So like yeah. a lot of the stuff that I, I worked on and wrote, like I don't know where that is now. Like because the game's offline, it's a, it was an MMO. So I don't know where that is now. It's like that feels disappointing to me. Like I, I can salvage some of it from yeah. various places. But you know, like you can imagine for all like artists, all of those things, like the things they made that were tailored for that that game are just lost. Yeah. That that's that, that is unfortunately like I think even one thing that a lot of people don't don't think about when I'm when I'm talking uh, to to my non-industry friends is like even even during production a ton of stuff is lost. So sure. I think that's that's part of the bite. But yeah, like the finality of it of like you know, we're not going to bring this out in a DLC. We're not going to not everything is a, is a happy Overwatch ending. And then sometimes that project we're talking about projects where people worked for for many many years on right. I mean. Mm-hmm. When we talk about projects who got like maybe cancelled in pre-alpha or uh, even earlier, like after a year or whatever pre-production, that, that happens a lot. I'm not because... even that. Look at look at uh, look at the culling too. Yeah, nineteen hours or something was it? That's a rough situation, but yeah, yeah, like like I mean, stuff gets. But if you if you work on something the for only years, game that has been ca- that was you can say that was cancelled after release. I, I'm not even going to use sunset for that. Like what? Like one day after release, one that's cancelled. What about um, Bosky? Bosky's last ditch. Um, what's it called? Something Heights. Radical Heights. Radical Heights. Was that Ooh. cold as well? Was it? Oof. No, it was not. That was just radical. It was radically cold. So, so how do you recover? As a developer, like when you've had one of these failures, like how do you go on the road to recovery to motivate all the people that worked on that game to start something new and not think it's gonna go um, ass about face? I disagree with you there. I, I like I think like calling it a a failure is kind of harsh and like you know it kind of like paints this this idea of because I think you know one of the maybe the the most like when we when we were thinking about this episode, I asked people on Twitter like, hey, you know what, cancelled games. 
should we talk about or what cancel games are interesting to you and one of the most frequently mentioned was star wars 1313 which is a prime example i think like, nobody did anything wrong there you know it was yeah. just like for for business reasons that were outside the control mm-hmm. of anybody working on the game in the end it was canned like you know like for example Obviously, that 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 stings, right? That is super harsh. But like saying like something like that would be a failure. Is this... I mean, also from like a like a production point of view, one of the things that you want to get into a team early when it's forming up is to destigmatize failure, get rid of the idea of failure. You want people to be able to try stuff out, have it not work, you know, and, and then refine themselves. So I mean, I think the worst thing, hopefully, you know, aside from you know the the ones that result in drastic monetary failure, but let's say it is like. Something where, yeah, the project's just not moving forward and it's time to repurpose into something else. Hopefully, the, the, the quote-unquote worst thing you got out of that is a team that's kind of formed together, understands working together, has has gotten comfortable with their processes. And you know, the, the, it's the people that are, that are going to go on to make that big project one day. But would you agree, though, that, for example, like, even if it's not a failure, like, yeah. you, people, it, it's not, it doesn't make people feel good. Oh, sure. I mean, you, so, you lift a beer oh, to it. Sure, I'm just saying, sure. like, it's not like... Like go home. We we screwed this up. Yeah, you know it's not it's not the end of the team, and I, I, you know that that's something that gets lost a lot in games and movies. And I, I would say you know any other collaborative entertainment project is like these teams. You know, even when the movie wraps or the or the game ships, like they're going on to do something else. Um, what, I wanted to say something, but I got distracted by you. I have that effect General handsomeness. Mm. Well, but retrace my thoughts. You can say the situation is fairly complicated. Is it is a case where they worked for years on a game? Was it the rough concept phase? Was it the case where the team just moved on to maybe took all the stuff they worked on in the past and then did something else like Titan Overwatch? Or uh, maybe it was even a case where the team got canned after game cancellation. Yeah, sure. That also happens. That does happen. That I mean, is unfortunately, yeah, a ton of obviously a ton of game cancellation, especially if it's. I mean, it even happens with you know with with major publishers like when when uh, EA uh, cancelled uh, Ragtag, uh, Visceral Star Wars game, like the studio was closed, right? Mm-hmm. But so it happens even with major publishers. But of course, like especially with smaller teams, indie, independent developers, whatever, like very often, unfortunately, the cancellation of a game is is also the end of the, of the studio. Yeah. yeah, we we see that a ton. Um, yeah, but I think like what you just mentioned, Richard, with, with failure, uh, I think that is that is also a fascinating topic to me because uh, one thing I really hate in, in games discourse, like discussions on message boards, whatever, on, on Twitter, hash, aka Richard's favorite uh, discussion platform, <laughs> um, is the idea of like, you know, some like a, a game developer or a team is bad or good or talented based purely on what they put out. Sure. And I think like, you know, that... that because you know, if I think one of the reasons, for example, that that Blizzard and you know, if if you've been following this podcast for long, longer than like five minutes, you may have realized that Blizzard to me is is like one of my absolute favorite developers. I probably to me the best developer in history. Yeah, but um, I say it's the big uh, Lost Vikings fan. That's the guys from Heroes of the Storm, right? Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Continue. Um, so, like, the, you know, the filler, like, I think if you look at how long Blizzard usually takes to develop games, so like, they have that freedom to try things and say, hey, this this is not fun enough. This is a failure. We, we're going to tr- keep trying. Whereas a ton of other games, they don't have that freedom. So they try something and these these teams very well know, hey, this is not that f- as fun as it could be, but still like, hey, we have to release this now. The, ga- the gate shuts down no matter what happens in the, in between. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So, you know, I, I often wonder, like, when I see these, these arguments like, oh, this developer is shit, why are they not like Naughty Dog? Where I think to myself, I would love to know if, 
you know, somebody like Naughty Dog or Bungie or Blizzard, if they had the same time constraints and, and budget that the other team had, would they be able to make a great game? Probably not. I think, that's, I think that's why most fans have a lot of respect for, for companies when they extend uh, the release dates for games because, because you know, that, that kind of hard fix, they know they're going to get something bad or, or they may get nothing at all if, if projects aren't allowed that extra freedom. And in the end, it's, if you produce a good game, it's a good investment to, to yeah. have that extra thing. I mean, it's not necessarily to do with cancelled games, but it is kind of, it's tied into it, isn't it? It's sure. like... Somehow, those those moving the goalposts a little bit for people just gives them that sense that they can do, as you say, like Blizzard do, um, what you want in the in the creative well, side. I mean, that, 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 like extending a game's uh, a game's release date is is in the same like how do I say that? Um, Cancelling the project is always on that table. I mean, it's usually a remote possibility. Obviously, you want to try to do everything in your power before you just scrap all the work you're doing. Nobody wants to to lose their investment. But I mean, when you're talking about Pushing a game out for polish, you know, uh, to to make sure it's good. Like that, that those are things that um, that you should absolutely do. But I mean, you do have to realistically weigh the possibilities of of not continuing. You know, is is it the the fifth or sixth time we're having to push this thing back? Is it not going anywhere? Do we need to to kick this around? Do we need to descale the team a little bit to polish the core of this idea? Uh, you know, maybe it's it's spun out too fast. I mean, like all the. But that, that's kind of what I was getting at at the beginning. Like all the all the stuff you would attribute to any other business, you know, it's like teams growing quickly in any business is going to be exactly like for my like I'm not talking about the titles, but like I worked on games where you could even say that people working on the project could see oh this thing is not coming together. Like mm-hmm. no matter what we do, like the quality it's it's not there. It's it's not working out. And uh, to to come back like to to the bad or evil game developer or uh, incapable game developer, often you have it also that they look for the culprit in the publishing side. If it's like someone like EA as a publisher or Microsoft or Sony, whatever, uh, talking about Scalebound, where I don't know if that was like a really really good game because I like to think that Microsoft had a good reason for canning that. Maybe the game was not coming together. Maybe there were some final sprints and some pushes where they realized, okay, we had maybe several sprint reviews, like where we, um, where Microsoft came over, checked that game, and then realized, okay, there are like certain issues we talked about maybe like a half a year ago, but this issue has still hasn't been fixed and your guy's not having a solution or whatever. So we decided to, to can that. So out of my mind, these are like situations I encountered in the past in, in, in my career. So you could, it's, even if you have like a proper E3 presentation, trailer, gameplay demo, etc., that does not mean, we talked about that at the beginning, that you have like a rock solid from start to finish game. And uh, you're sometimes in the situation as a publisher, like what do you do? Like do you play that game more like bet on that horse in that in that race for another six months or another 12 months maybe you will never recoup your investment uh, and because i have the tendency to open kind of worms in that show busty worm can open a tomb. i don't want to defend like I, i'd be careful about this uh-huh. i don't want to uh defend konami yeah. but Oh, no. I don't know what happened there. This is where the clicks come like, from. Oh, nice. If I imagine, like for, for, for a second, if I imagine I am the publisher person, right? Mm-hmm. I'm the man with the money. I invest in video game projects to get obviously a recoup of investment. And then I might have a project where I know, okay, there's a very extrovert, let's say, artist sure. on the helm. 
Um, I have a lot of discussions with them where you have clear budget planning. Maybe that budget planning is never working out or uh, they just like want more and more money or they're giving excuses when we said, okay, we need final dates, etc. So there are millions of scenarios why that constellation might end up in a nightmare for, for everyone involved. Right. And I, to be honest, I cannot say if that is all so to speak, to blame on Konami, because I don't know, because it might be that the completely working relationship between studio and publisher uh, was a nightmare and was not working out. I mean, like, I think, I think you're, you're correct in the idea that, that I, how do I say it? Like, like games discourse tends to be consumer-sided, and that, yeah. that, is, that is correct. It should be, you know? Yeah. But in, that, uh, in, in, in the course of, of doing that, you know, really, really thinking about the player, which everyone, again, should be doing, there are realities of business that, that you can't forget. Like the, the investors are putting in money. Companies are putting in a lot of money. They need to be successful at some point. I mean, you've heard the whole thing. and It's not an excuse to release bad products or it's, it's not an excuse to, uh, to take advantage of consumers. But these are concerns that are going to get weighed realistically at every milestone of, of video game development. Now, is Konami uh, the... like? Like the Paragon in that situation, I'm not sure. And I think if you disagreed with them, they'd send you to mop up sweat in the gym. But uh, <laughs> you know, like these those are, stories these are were things, crazy. Man. Those stories were crazy. I mean, yeah. So that, that, I mean, for the Konami example, it's, it's stuff like that that makes it a little like, dude, I don't know if. I think for the Konami thing, like there's two levels, right? Like if you, you hear to, some. Actually, of... I didn't mean to cut you off, but do you want to um, give the kind of like what project we're talking about and how they they got there? Because I think we. We all know what the Konami thing is, Matt. Do you know? Like, I, I think I maybe. Like we can hit it. I, mean, I know who the. Could you give me like a little background on what this is? Because it feels like we're we're already at the tail end of this. Uh, Konami is the devil because they <laughs> because they took uh, exclusively took Juventus Turin to their inferior football simulation and away from FIFA. Let's not talk about this, Marcel. I'm just saying, but I, I think that's a, no. So um, there, there was, uh, I think, as usual on Kotaku, because uh, let's be honest, like if you if you want to read stories about uh, the the abuse that some companies dish on uh, game developers, it's mm-hmm. usually from from Kotaku. Jason is going to let them know. Yes, definitely. So um, uh, there, there were some stories about like some wild stories about mm-hmm. like, hey, you know, if you work as a allegedly as a game developer at Konami and for whatever reason your boss is unhappy with you or something, you know, because you're an employee, they're going to be like, well, you know, uh, clean out your desk. You're now working in one of our gyms or something. You're working at the Konami gym. You're making smoothies. But I mean, when I when I picked up on this, and I'm not sure if you guys are the same, it was it was with the the end of of Kojima. Kojima yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so I mean, that that's the thing. Like, we're, we're, uh, so. Uh, where I'm kind of torn because you know uh, there was the popular hashtag of "fuck Konami." Well, this this also hurts. And because I think it's the first time in my life I've said this word. Normally, I'm I'm very you yeah, sure. Yeah, Th- very this was one language. of the games on my list that actually like hit me where I was like, man, I would have really loved to yeah, play. Same. Like PT demo is is going to be iconic for for a long time. There's people that are that are still auctioning off the the uh, consoles that still have the PT demo on it. Would it have been an, as iconic if it was not cancelled? I, I, it, I mean, in my heart of hearts, I tend to think no, but I mean, the idea, like the playable trailer, like just the just the thing alone. I mean, as somebody who used to work on trailer, like it's it's a phenomenal idea. You have to give it to to Kojima at some point, where he he will come up with some wacky stuff that you have never heard of, and I mean, it it did get eyeballs. So yeah, like for me, I would have I would have definitely been hyped to see what was up with Silent yes. Hills. I bet it would have been insane. I, bet. So I, th- I think yeah. the, the th- so yeah, obviously as as a gamer, 
before in the working industry. I also used to think if a game gets cancelled, it's always because evil publisher, you know, they're too stingy, yeah. like they yeah. don't want to give give the money to these creative geniuses. Um, <laughs> now, you know, having worked in industry, I have worked on games uh, where I thought to myself, if, if it was my call, which obviously never was, because I'm not games, important, yeah. if, if it was my call, I would cancel this game outright. Mm-hmm. Um, some of which later got cancelled, where I thought, you know, why did we drag this on for so long? Because it was obvious for a long time that it's not, as Basti said, it's not just coming together. Um, uh, with Konami, you know, it's obviously like any, anything about like how they treated some of the employees, including Kojima, that's shitty, right? You know, that, yeah. That's that's shitty Absolute, and they yeah. absolutely deserve to be called out for that. On the other side, if we're just purely talking like, like business the names out of it, and right? financial, yeah. I'm not sure I can really blame them for their, their shift because, you know, like, I mean, as Basti said, like, you know, the, the thing is people often look as, uh, at the idea of success and financial success in a vacuum. You can mm-hmm. say like, hey, this game sold whatever. I don't know how much MGS5 sold. Probably seven, eight, nine million, something like okay. that, I would reckon. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. A lot of people think like, you know, clearly it was super successful, but the more important question rather than pure pure revenues of course right is the is the return on investment right it's like the if your game sells 10 million copies but it i don't know what metal gear solid 5 cost throwing out like cost 100 million um you know maybe maybe i cannot blame for thinking hey instead of working with this guy who just loves to travel around a lot and hang out with his hollywood buddies and spend (laughs) a lot of money because you know he doesn't want to compromise on his artistic vision maybe we just make quick cash in mobile games so you know, like they make less Pacheco, money thank yeah you. yeah whatever L- yeah. not not cancelled game but like, like this is one one story which makes me angry um alien isolation was critically acclaimed people loved it but it fell into the horror game trap where you have games where people say this is a masterpiece this is really good i'm calling out dead space one etc phantasmagoria but oh no <laughs> oh my god that game um but they are uh, not selling well. Yeah. And when the announcement back then came for Alien Isolation that it sold like 1.45 million or something, and that was under the the forecast, uh, uh, below expectations, uh, people lost their shit from yeah. press to YouTubers uh, or, or people out there. It's like, how greedy can they be? It's like, do the math. If you have 1.4 million copies, let's say with all the cut revenue stream, etc., you make 30 bucks of one copy. Right. If you deduct taxes, uh, third-party retailers, all, all that stuff comes together, and then your game costs 100, 100 plus million. Um, the only solution to that would be, yes, maybe the next game should cost 30, 40 f- 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 million less, but then would you get the same game? No, because what would. makes Alien Isolation good? The visuals, the atmosphere, many, many things you which would. are related to budget. I mean, that, that, that's why, I mean, on the other hand, that is why it's so easy to pick on publishers, right? Like, these people are supposed to be able to come from the kind of backgrounds that would let them balance a portfolio, that would let them uh, adjust their funds to where they're, they're supporting the bigger and smaller projects. So, I mean, yeah, when 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 I hear stuff like that about, like, uh, even, even uh, Kojima, it's like, it's not like that was his first time. It's not like... Uh, they didn't know what they were getting into. So I can kind of see like an inch of where that comes from. And you know, you, normally it's like, hey, we only did this trailer and then, yeah, uh, we're, we're not going to do it anymore. Um, but like, I mean, I think we should treat it like any any game that is uh, that is canceled. As Matt said, it's not ideal. Um, at, at best, you're, you're picking up knowledge, you know, right? You're picking up maybe some assets that you can transfer to, a, to another project. At worst, I mean, this is a... This is a, a company killing uh, like like uh, time sink money sink, 
So, I mean, yeah, when, when you get a lot of the, the pick on the publishers thing, like I get it because you, you know these are supposed to be the, the shadowy suits that can that can make those forecasts. But yeah, I I, I do I do agree that that uh, in general it helps to find a balance where you can think in a business perspective where you can think yeah uh, if we expect six million from this you know it, it, maybe it, it can't be like this it can't do this and I, you know you'll you'll run into the same thing where uh, we're making a we're making a Venom movie uh, it's going to be PG thirteen. You know, oof. I mean, that's 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 the reality you're getting into when you talk about yeah. that stuff, right? It's 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 no longer about uh, once you get too far into that that investment capital thing. It's like, yeah, we could make. I mean, that, that's the famous story, right? Like Tom Hardy was was openly trash talking that movie because he yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. yeah, they were they told me we were making like a rated R, Deadpoolish, gory comic book movie, and then they were like, oh man, we need to sell these tickets. Yeah, PG thirteen, common denominator, largest uh, largest. Um, Possible, uh, possible return investment, right? Is, is how they'd start thinking about stuff yeah. like that. I mean, so if you look at the Konami example, though, like to, to go to the point where you're just doing like the gambling stuff. Here comes basically. the here comes pro evo defense. But I mean, no, 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 no. I'm not even going to do. I'm not even going to defend you're that. You're a pro evo pony. I am a pro evo pony, but it's it's like I'm not even going to defend that that actually because they really don't put enough into that. Actually, they don't invest enough in the project. Like you can see that um, from from the the kind of meager offering really that that they have. But I mean, it's like. The, the gambling thing, it's like it really shows that the people at the top there don't care about the product because mm. because they, they're going in that direction where it's like this is about the money. Sure. And in the end, you know, you know, for me, like the, t- the most rec- recognizable names in the industry are the ones that care about what what it means to produce something creatively that has integrity, that has something to it has some substance will stand the test of time those kind of things like that's what film studios do like that's why the long lasting film studios still going like universal paramount etc like they're they're there because they created things that are memorable and people want to do play and stuff not like you know um just like the free-to-play mobile stuff which you know like you could find it anywhere really and it's like it's just sad to see konami's name sort of just like Sliding off the chart. Um, well, Metal Gear Survival do that to you. Ooh. But also, like to be honest, the movie industry is not different to that. Like so many talking about stuff like the new Total Recall or Robocop movie. There's so many like cases of PG or Venom, PG thirteen cash in movies which are soulless and I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like like I, like I said, I think that's that's the other side of coming up with the business of it. I mean, it's it's that light and dark battle, right? It's either. It's either chase the throne, try to do what's successful, or or you try to do a project that is, as Matt said, memorable and and stands the test of time and is a contribution to to an art space. And I, I probably the real answer is if you're a larger corporation doing this stuff is to kind of find the balance in between. I mean, it's it's easy to it's easy to us uh, us uh, hipster gentlemen to look down our noses at. Uh, you're looking at games. me, Richard. I'm looking at me too, because like I, I, I have, you guys know that when we hang out, I, I have, I have talked my fair amount of smack about uh, about your Fortnites and other popular games. But I mean, that's a valid audience, and however people want to game at the end of the day is what matters. And I think, I think for bigger exactly. companies, it's it's finding that balance. It's 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 yeah, yeah. We can put out this uh, this thing that is meant to be a social experience with a lot of people, blockbuster, uh, big bombastic thing, and we can also support smaller projects that are meant to kind of forward the the medium and i'm sure there's medium kind of projects in between there and that's 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 kind of why the uh diversification of those portfolios is, is pretty interesting to me and hopefully 
Wu-Tang Financial as well. Wu-Tang Financial? Yeah, exactly. Another cancelled game? <laughs> Wu-Tang Fighting what? The Wu-Tang no. Fighting Game was cancelled. Oh, the fighting game, yeah. the Thrill Kill. Thrill Kill. Well, the Wu- yeah, so the Wu-Tang Fighting Game came out. Thrill Kill was cancelled. Exactly. In that so, time, in that time, the so, artists won. But, but there's, a, there's a point. Like, we have it often like that. No, <laughs> Thrill Kill. Uh, we are Titan and Overwatch. There, is, there are many instances of games where the game... Although it got cancelled, actually lived on in because they salvaged the game, or sometimes it feels more like it transformed to a different thing that it can mm. almost not say anymore, or that was yeah. cancelled, just changed, and there's a different I think game. That, that doesn't happen too often, though, as, as we've kind of seen, right? Northcott is a case. Uh, Rest in Peace also was a great game. I enjoyed it a lot. Sure. Like uh, there was a uh, Legacy of Kane, what was the name again? That's Dead Sun. Oh, the multiplayer yeah, part out of that? Uh, yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, like. Like Dead Sun was another on my list of of personal uh, gut wrenching cancelled games. I mean, I was a Legacy of Kane fan from way back, and yeah. and them doing another one was always going to be great. And you know, unfortunately, uh, and Tony Jaw, the uh, yeah, the 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 um, voice of the Elder God passed away, and Amy went on to I forget what she did a super small project right after that, right? Something about a guy looking for treasure. Nathan, I forget. Anyway, it's super small. Nobody's heard Indiana of it. Jones. Something like that, right? Yeah, uh, it's like Indiana Jones. Yeah, exactly. so she went off to do that. Her her art house game series, um, <laughs> and then yeah, that fell apart. So yeah, like like Dead Sun was a was a thing, and then yeah, Northgard. I but you know nobody nobody saw Northgard and was like ah yeah, Legacy. Northgard, Northgard, Northgard is a uh, city building game on Steam no. that seems to be quite popular. It, well, uh, so maybe Legacy of Kane fans can go there instead. Because I don't think they looked at Nosgoth and was like, finally. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's true. It's back. It, 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 Nosgoth, it seemed cool too. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, the, the gameplay in that seemed pretty... But when we're, when we're coming, coming... We're talking about Titan, or I'm talking about Titan again. Yeah. But, like, in the case of Titan and Overwatch, there are many, many, many game elements, core gameplay loops, even, like, the combat mechanics, uh, the uh, classes from Titan seems to be uh, character, outright character concepts. Then for Overwatch, some of the maps, um, some of the, the world building... Um, there's a lot of stuff living from Titan in the art style living in, in Overwatch, right? But yeah, but I think really that that is that is a major exception that game. Sure. Um, the, I think the only other one I could think of the, that was a little like that was Van Buren, right? So I mean, a lot of the concepts. So Van Buren was was going to be uh, Fallout, 3? Fallout Three, yeah, you know, um, from the uh, Black Isle Fallout Three, right? Yeah, like old old Fallout Three, not not what uh, what um, Todd, yeah, not not what Todd swooped in and did. Um, but a, a ton of at least the the story and gameplay concepts, like the um, the world building of that, went on to be in New Vegas. True, you know, like a lot of that went over there. Um, so yeah, I, I, it's it's rare. I can only think of, of that one example. I'm sure I'm sure there's probably many others that we missed in our in our light research. I mean, it, yeah. there's a lot, obviously, you know, like smaller smaller things like yeah if if something maybe from you know from from one call of duty is cancelled then then yeah. maybe elements carry over to something else but not at that scale i think like in that sense really overwatch as the as the inheritor of uh of titan is really let me, let me pause it a theory so should we sorry should we before we you know before run off time like 20 minutes or something um we just want to throw out like a couple a couple yeah. canceled games see if anybody has any memories associated with because I think it also shows that there's there's different reasons you know, why games mm-hmm. get canceled right it's it's not always a clear cut this game was not good enough as we said with Star Wars 1313 sometimes it's just a case of like you know there were things beyond the control of anybody working on this game um, 
So yeah, we, 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 I think we talked at length about Titan. I think there it was a good example. I think you can see the same thing with Riot Games, who have, they've never announced any games. Mm. Um, but everybody knows that they've worked in a lot of games. They've scrapped a lot of games. I think with, with, with Titan, it was also a thing of like, and the same situation with Riot, like you are at, top, at the top of the world, right? League of Legends, at the time, the biggest game in the world. Okay. Uh, World of Warcraft, obviously, you know, like a, a, a cultural phenomenon. It was way right. beyond just a game. Right. How do you follow it up? I think like there's there's intense pressure. Um, I think there was one of the reasons of Titan where, 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 where also Mike Morham recently said in an interview that, you know, they, they tried stuff, but there was this yeah. constant pressure of like, how does this stack up to WoW? You know, can we repeat that? I think like in that sense, like success can really be... Uh, like a, a, a negative thing as well. The like, difficult third album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you follow that mega hits? Anything at that point that's not a cultural phenomenon is essentially cannibalizing your own audience or making you look like... And, and you know, like, the, 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 unfortunately, there's also this thing, um, especially with gamers, but I also sometimes blame gaming press for, is this very binary thinking, like something is either uh, the biggest hit ever or it's a failure, right? Yeah. Sure. Like, you know, there's, there's, uh, we talked about this before in our first episode, we talked about auto chess, like, LOL, amazing, mm -hmm. Dota, amazing. For tons of people, every other MOBA is, is a failure because it's yeah, not that, that level. When we said, for example, those, like yeah. something like Smite just keeps trucking along. It's successful, it has happy fans, releasing new stuff, you know. Um, uh, what, what else do we have here? So, Basti already name checked Scalebound. I think that was just an example of, uh, in the end, both companies, both Microsoft and, and Platinum saying uh, you know, it just didn't it didn't come together. Yeah. Maybe they had different visions. I think Platinum maybe the was more became toxic. Maybe Platinum I think was more focused on like the combat and Microsoft was you know we want the, the multiplayer the co-op. But see that is one example. Like uh, initially we said so initially we said that you know people love cancel games because every cancel game would be amazing until it came out. I think Scalebound is one of the few examples where like. Even each successive E3 demo got a more tepid response. Like really? the last E3 demo for that was a lot of people, hey, I kind of like the idea and I'm looking forward to the game, but that was a whack demo. Like people didn't like it at all. And uh, I recall it not does not being, agree with your judging by his look. So I've, I've never played a Platinum game, I have to say. I was really looking forward to Scalebound. Oof. That E3 Oof. demo, the last one they showed, it was not great. Oof. Like it, it was not great. Um, what if the dragon had guns on its shoes? Why would why would a dragon wear shoes? Like really like stilettos. No, no why that? would a dragon wear shoes? First of all, my dragon would have been male. What? That doesn't matter. You can male dragons stilettos. wear stilettos. That's weird. And it, it, wow, it must really, really we have two thousand nineteen seriously. And the dragon's really long hair is the dragon's. Not in uh, twenty. It's 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 twenty nineteen is not an argument to put stilettos on dragons. You tell regardless me of gender. You tell me that there's a game coming out tomorrow called Dragonetta by Platinum. You can have my money right now. Yeah. Okay. Um, what else do we have here? So, um, yeah, Star Wars 13, 13, obviously. Um, I just read the story again yesterday. There's a great chapter about it in uh, Jason Schreier's book, Blood, Pixels, Blood, Sweat, and Pixels, I think it's called. Yeah, Blood, Sweat, and Pixels. And, uh, you don't need uh, to plug Jason Schreier. You did that before. Damn. Star Wars 1313 no. is one number short of greatness, which is why it, it failed and was cancelled. Like 27, you mean? Well, it's, it's, it adds up to 8, doesn't it? Oh. The, the digits add oh, up it's to 8. joke. Yeah, sorry. Ooh. Hell yeah. Nice. Uh, if if I knew the Anno brand manager, I'm sure he would be very proud of you right now. That joke Thank should you. have been cancelled. <laughs> For quality reasons. Yeah. 
not financial. So the investors have gotten together on this. So what happened with Star Wars 1313 is um, two things. The first seems to have been uh, the constant messing around and, and changing stuff by once beloved creative genius, now rightfully shunned pariah, um, George Lucas. So the Star Wars curse. I know you're focusing on Star Wars 1313, but you know as we, as we looked into leading up to this episode, yeah. there's not a franchise... That has no. more cancelled games than Star Wars. Oh yeah, absolutely. I can I can off the top of my head I could name like five, six, seven sure. cancelled Star Wars Go. games. So six. Thirteen, uh, thirteen. Yep. The Old Republic, Knights of the Old Republic three. Mm-hmm. Battlefront three. Yeah. Battlefront three. <laughs> <laughs> two different games. Two different yes, games. Battlefront you four. <laughs> uh, Star Wars Vader. Uh, there was a Star Wars Darth Maul pitch. There was a Star Wars MO for consoles called Carbon, was the code name or yeah. something like what that. About Amy? There was Ragtag. There was the second version of Ragtag from EA Vancouver that seemingly got cancelled that now was as well. Battlefront 3. I, I, the Darth Maul thing fascinates me. I mean, like, like in what universe? They had like, gameplay. Like, you could see a demo of this. Well, but what yeah, is there it? Was, there, there, there was a, there was a, a developer that pitched a Darth Maul game with a, like a actually cool video to, uh, to Lucas. But, but what, what was the what was the concept? What was... You play Darth Maul. You play Spoiler. as Darth. Yeah, Maul. Yeah, you're Darth Maul. Like for a pitch Obviously. for you. No, no. I mean, it's just like Star a Wars game from Star Wars. You play Wars. Darth Maul. Elevator pitch done. That's it. You Are you Darth supposed Maul? to be a creative person, Matt? I just, I just don't get that at all. That's Darth to me, it's just like the most freaking shallow Maul. Yeah. yeah, he's got a two-bladed lightsaber. Yeah, but like there are loads of other cool characters in Star Wars. It just seems totally arbitrary to me. I, that's just well, me. Well, back then, he was he was very popular with the kids. Yeah, he and his brother, Savage Opress. And if that isn't the most badass name, and that's that's even better than Ezekiel, Abaddon, or Doctor Betruger. When it comes to like, hello, nice to meet you. My name is Savage Opress. You're like, you're a bad guy, aren't you? Don't get me started on Star Wars names. It's the worst. So yeah, uh, thirteen, thirteen. Uh, like even though like it, it got a raving reception at E3 2012, there were two games at E3 2012 that were the the talk of the show and the talk of the industry. That was Star Wars thirteen, thirteen, mm-hmm. and it was Watch Dogs. Yeah, it was yeah. the two games that very clearly were not running on the current gen consoles at a time sure, when sure. no next gen had been announced. So for everybody, this was like, hey, oh, this is what next gen could look like. Yeah. Uh, a, like one or two months before uh, E3, the team for Star Wars thirteen thirteen were told by the man himself, you know, after like having worked on like the full story characters, everything was like, um, I think this game should be about Boba Fett. Is that your George Lucas impression? I don't know what he sounds like right now. So you just did like a Yoda Kermit? No. Okay. So anyway, so he came with like, hey, like, this Fett is a great game. game, make it a Boba Fett game. And everyone was like, you know, we've done a ton of stuff. Maybe Boba Fett could be an NPC. He was like, no, Boba Fett is the main character now. Like, okay, cool. Um, and, you know, then they wanted to hire more people because they came as they came off of E3, like, rave reception, right? Everybody loved that demo. A lot of people, like, even jaded games journalists said at the time that this was the, one of the most impressive demos they've seen in their entire life. And they wanted to hire more people, and suddenly, come September, so only a few months a month afterwards, there was a hiring freeze, and nobody really explained why. Oh, yeah. And then October uh, 2012, so four months after E3, there was this, oh, by the way, uh, Disney is buying Lucasfilm for $4 billion. Uh-huh. 
And uh, very notably in that press release about buying them, they name-checked LucasArts once. There was no mention at all about video games. And it was the first yep. time that people working on the team were like, are we maybe uh-huh. fucked? And then I think like a couple months later in January or something, Disney shut down Junction Point, so Warren Spector Studio, because like, hey, you know, we're, we're rethinking our video games strategy. And at that point, the team of 1313 was even more thinking, are we fucked? Uh, until then EA eventually decided like, hey, you know, sorry, Disney decided that they want to stop all internal AAA console development and they're going to license Star Wars out to EA with an exclusive yes. 10-year contract. Mm-hmm. I remember like that, um, when, when that news came, I was still working at EA, but I had already resigned. Like I had, had in my resignation letter, I was sitting there eating Subway by myself in the evening. God, it was a Marcel checking, checking news on my phone. Uh, like there was a story like, Hey, EA has exclusive license to Star Wars for 10 years. I was thinking to myself, do you think I can like, resign from my resignation, maybe? Your, your, uh, your, your stomach sank like Boba Fett in a Sarlacc pit. Is this about the news or is this a joke about Subway? In the Subway analogy, uh, yeah, we can do this. Uh, your stomach's a Sarlacc pit. Okay. Uh, yeah. Makes sense, uh, yeah. Boba Fett is mm. all, all obviously the Subway sandwich because he is overhyped and pretty useless. Uh, and then, uh, and then you eating it was him falling down the Sarlacc pit. But he comes back out in the expanded universe, which is no longer canon, thanks to. You. See, I mean, yep. uh, I think uh, yep. no, that that would that that remember, I remember that because it was quite significant because both for me personally, sure, because uh, I my my games career essentially started as admin and and lead writer of a a website. That later became the biggest Knights of the Old Republic fans right. at that time. Like, so my first experience with the industry was I got to do email interviews with Casey Hudson, who is now general manager of 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 Bioware about the Old Republic. You know, we we got some cool exclusive wallpapers and stuff. So that was personal, my first, yeah, a real personal touch for you. There. Yeah, that, so that, that, that was my personal touch. But also, I mean, like, if you, a lot of people don't remember this anymore because I've, I think it's very sad that a lot of people these days when they think Star, LucasArts. They think about you know mediocre Star Wars licensed games maybe around 1991 sorry 1999 when it's like you know the Episode One game race Star Wars Connect. But you know, what was if, the if you, game? especially Star if you Wars were Connect. was it Connect with the Jason yeah, Star Wars yeah. Yeah. rewritten to be about Han Solo. Uh, but if you if you look back like to the 90s or even you know, late 80s, Lucas Lucas Arts as a developer like made some. Of the best games ever, I would say. You know, like sure. you have you have your Monkey Islands, you have like Manic Mansion, all like the, they, they were like the they company they, they took for the, adventures. the mantle of point and click away from Sierra, right? Yes, they had that. They had you know like the amazing X-Men, games X-Men, like X-Men, 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 we're going to find developers that make that are great at a genre and then we let them do a Star Wars game, which led to Bioware making a Star Wars RPG, Obsidian making a Star Wars RPG, Raven, which uh, is a sadly undervalued developer who these days just help out on Call of Duty stuff, making Jedi Knight games, which are incredible. incredible. You had, hey, these guys made EverQuest, here's Star Wars Galaxies, make a Star Wars MO. You know, like, that was like a great strategy they had for a while. Unfortunately, at the same time, that was right around when LucasArts' internal development started like going downhill and then they had a brief resurgence like where they tried a lot of creative stuff because i think at one moment they realized hey you know just doing star wars stuff is not so great so they tried a lot of other cool stuff so they had armed and dangerous they had gladius which Mm -hmm. is a game i really enjoyed which i think most people have forgotten it was like a tactical 
tactical Roman fantasy gladiator strategy RPG on Xbox and PS2. It was really cool. Gladius, look it up. I remember back then we were thinking about doing a, a fan site for it, and so obviously we, we reserved we reserved the, the URL gladi.us. Wow. Nice. Nice. That is some fan site. Wow. That's great, right? Useful something. Anyways, else now. Uh, I could as you can see I could I could talk about this for a long, long time now. You could talk um, about Star Wars is a is a dangerous minefield. Do we do we want to quickly name check Star StarCraft Ghost? Any any feelings? No. I played that game. I, I know. I just had to mention so I could say that I played StarCraft Ghost <laughs> before it was cancelled. Did you play StarCraft Ghost? I played yeah, StarCraft what, what Ghost. What was your review? I liked it. Yeah. Like, yeah. even that, like, it, it was, I think one of the reasons it was cancelled was that it was... Because you liked late it? In, late in its, in, in its generation, you know, like, the next gen was sure. already looming. The graphics were not that great anymore. But then again, your know, graphics is, is maybe never, like, I mean, the, the, the strength of Blizzard. I remember the animations being super smooth. I mean, the weird thing about a lot of the things you've name-checked is there is something about their names that spookily um, uh, anticipates their failure. Like, 1313 has unlucky 13 in it twice. Two lucky numbers, yeah. Ghosts. Ghosts. It, never, it doesn't exist. Uh-huh. It's, 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 spirit. it's a spirit now. It's gone up uh-huh. and, and um, you know, gone through the, the pearly gates. Yeah. So, uh, the culling you mentioned earlier. Got like, cold. They got cold. I mean, it's like... It's a self-inflicted wound, sounds like. With um, some of them. Earlier this generation, there was a huge game. There was never announced. A huge game cancelled. Allegedly, after they spent like 80 million or something on it. Uh, Darkseid, Project Darkseid, as Sony Santa Monica has it also a Darkseid, kind of like a name that's self-inflicted. Nobody can see it. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe it's just me, but yeah. I mean, to, to get to the essence of the, 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 like the fan side of the thing is the thing that like you started with and you keep mentioning like this idea that, that you see the finished thing and it's, you make it out to be this fantastic thing that like, oh, I can imagine how it'll be, it'll be wonderful. It's, it's really, to, for me, it's a lot like the kind of the rock death thing. It's like you, someone, some, you know, a rock star dies early oh. in their career. You think all of the albums they could have made if they were still alive, and it's like somehow. Anyways, that's not to say any of those ones we know, like um, and love, like a Jeff Buckley or whatever, that are, they aren't great as they are What's in the Jeff Buckley uh, so, as as rock gods. But it's like you know the potential of those things is huge, and it's like there's something about that potential that really fans really kind of get into, and I think that's like I don't know, not to be understated. Pray to. Prey 2. Cancelled after... Prey 2... They did this again, like, after your your, uh, quite inspiring speech. There was a game I was thinking about. Prey 2. I think Prey 2 may be one of the... If, you know, again, I don't think any of us were there. Anybody Mm -hmm. who worked on Prey 2? By chance? No. No. So, uh, you know, we don't know. But if you take the stories that have come forward from several sources, I think Prey 2 may be one of the most clear-cut cases in recent memories where it was a case of like the evil publisher yeah, not yeah. getting their will. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's... So these stories do exist, obviously. It's it's right. not always just like unfortunate. Sometimes it's just a company being a bit dickish. I think all, all, the, all the things we, we touched on have reasons. Like, like all, the, all the theories are possible. I just, you know, the more common ones are usually the more boring ones. Yeah, I think in most cases it really is a case of, you know, 
practice is just not good enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, another frequent thing, yeah, like and, and Matt previously mentioned this, you know, like obviously fans love it when a company gets more time. Like the publishers, like yeah, we give you more time, whatever. Sometimes it's just not possible, you know, sure. where, where people will be like, oh, why are these guys so greedy? And you're like, well, check out their financials. The yeah. company probably doesn't have that money. They, they need they that game time, to come out right? to stay afloat. Yeah. Uh, there was, I think, the case with several of, of THQ's games late on, like uh, Richard, you previously when we talked about, you mentioned Insane. Yeah. There was Dark Millennium, the, the 40k MMO from Vigil. Oh, yeah, that one. There was some other stuff, which, you know, looked promising. And even like, uh, what's was his that, name? Was Back- that a code name or the actual title of that? Uh, it, without getting there was screenshots and stuff. There was announced. Like, yeah, Warhammer Dark trailer. Millennium, I think it was called. Dark Millennium? Yeah. Dude, we're talking about the Warhammer IP. Yeah. I'm just Don't saying, there's not even actually enough be, for Warhammer. It should have been called Warhammer Abaddon is your friend. And then don't, they never be, would have seen it coming. Don't be such a heretic. Emperor protect. Emperor protect. Yeah. Um, and I think that, that that was one of the cases which I what I quite liked when when Danny Bilson, who I think was like VP or whatever at, at THQ at the time, when he said when, when some of those games were cancelled, that he was super sad, and that he wants the public to know that you know this is not the fault of any of these of the developers. Like they were making great games just at a time when THQ didn't have the money anymore. Like they were they were going for bankruptcy, right? And I think that was quite nice because obviously there is this stigma of like, hey, your game was cancelled, you must have done something bad, right? And in this case, it was like several games that really looked promising. It was just, well, you know, there there's just no money to go around anymore. Richard, what are you Googling for? I'm just, I was listening to what you're saying. So Richard, why why did you previously mention when we talked about today's episode, Insane as a game? Is it just because of Guillermo del Toro? Or? It was, yeah. And, and he was doing the, he was going to do the Mountains of Madness stuff. I, I, I get hyped off of, off of his stuff. Like, I wasn't super big on the, the first Hellboy movie, really dug the second one. I think he was Blade 2. Guillermo del Toro just does interesting stuff. And I thought it would have been really cool to see him do games. But now I get to see him in a game. So, so was he going to direct Through Kojima, game? we are all saved. Richard, what? was he going to direct that game then? Yeah, he, he was. He was. Yeah. He was going to be uh, creative on on. It, it was a trilogy of games originally, is what they were saying. Yeah, with Willison, the guys who uh, do Central. So this that, that 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 insane is the last. There's only two more that we haven't talked about that really hurt me, that didn't come out. Uh, which were? One was High Ten Bomberman, which was yeah. High you have definition. to explain that. Yeah, this is weird. I didn't find out about it till till obviously way after because I was a kid when it came out. But it was high definition ten player Bomberman that they only showed in a traveling tournament in Japan in 1993. But you know what? Yeah, they'd, so they'd, the, they'd go the game, around. What was it? Was it actually canceled or was it just living it in that truck? Yeah, so but they were planning like, on it. Like they they were handing out like they were like you know do this do this rolling tour. I don't think okay, it was like okay. summer games. Where, where, or like uh, the Nintendo tournament thing, where, where okay. it's not going to come out. I think they were they were planning on putting something like that out. Yeah, that, that one that one hurt, and I think the worst one was. Uh, so just to interrupt you. I, I, I love like yeah. I, I've never heard of this High Ten Bomberman thing before. So I, I love that through this episode, I actually learned about a new game from you. That's cool. High Ten Bomberman. Never heard. Of, okay, what's your what's your most important? Mega Man Universe. I mean, There's we all like know fifty Mega Man games. We all, yeah, that might be the second most canceled franchise. We all know that Capcom just hated uh, hated Mega Man for a while, but they canceled. They just announced a new Mega Man game yesterday. Which one? I X- forgot. X the name. or original? Uh, Mega Man X dies. Something more. No, I'm good. I'm already out. Um, until Mega Man Eleven, between the you know the the the, the ten 
10 and 9 coming out on Wii to Mega Man 11. They, they, they've been kind of famous for canceling a few Mega Man games. And one of those was Mega Man Universe, which, from what I understand, was a mix between like a super crazy customizable old school Mega Man game slash Mega Man Maker a la Mario Maker. That would have been amazing. Okay. And that hurt my feelings. Okay. I get that. I get that. Mega Man Maker sounds, sounds dope. Mega Man Maker. Mega Man Maker. Make a Mega Man. Make my Mega Man. Make my Mega Man with Mark Maker. Wahlberg. Make my Mega Man. Yeah. So, uh, I think we are coming very surely, uh, very... Okay, let's certainty. try again. Yeah. <laughs> Short break so you can cut this part out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we cut it oh, like we definitely cut, cut this out. Like yeah. we did cut all the other I parts. I think we are coming to the end of today's episode very slowly but surely. So I'd say we have uh, any last, last um, memories, words, mentions, whatever, and we will start with Basti. I, Could you wear your cap I, I, properly? I would, have, I would have loved to play with Voxels in EverQuest next, and I'm kind of sad that the this will never great. happen again. Sad. But you got to play it. I, I played it, and I played it, and I really, really liked it, and then the whole Sony Online Entertainment ship went down, and I'm, I'm kind of sad now. That game looked did, like, I love your oh, style. Yeah. They had Jeremy Soul for music, which is always yeah. a plus. Jeremy Soul, always, always. Also Voxels. In a time where everything was about blocks, they had Voxels. Voxels is a great, that reminds me, like, there is a game, I, I think that's cancelled, I'm not even sure. Because like, the first thing, I, the first time I heard of Voxels was Delta Force, if you remember, like yeah. all the Novelogy games, Delta Force, Comanche. Yeah, true, they were all voxel based. And they announced a game, Delta Force, I think Angel Falls or something. In Delta Force, Angel Falls. 2010? What? Dark Millennium. And that was the last time anybody's. But it's, I don't think it's officially. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Somebody look it up later. Cliffhanger. I'm not sure if the company still exists or not. Maybe they just. Maybe someone in the audience can find that so out for us. That's right. But I tell think us, no guys. Tell us. And, and Delta Force Angel Falls is. Uh, I'm not so, dear listeners, tell us about uh, Delta Force Angel Falls. What they happened had, to that a, game? They had a great screenshot of like a, a small helicopter hovering over a ginormous. Waterfalls, maybe that was the angel. And they had angel wings. Anyway, okay. yeah. <laughs> so Matt, any last, any last quick, quick shout out to a cancelled game? Yeah, I mean, I just, I said it at the top about Agent, and it really, like, I know that that's done and dusted now. So, so I just want to see somebody go out and make a game that's about the seventh, the Cold War espionage. Uh, that's that's like a big budget game and is in the mainstream because it's just such a cool uh, subject matter. Have you thought about doing a Kickstarter? Yeah, okay, I could do that. Yeah. Kickstarter, you know, and lives don't, forever. I don't usually do stuff like I don't usually do stuff that's useful. That was the sixties, right? And then they had what was the last like the, the last one that was really really bad? Codename Jack or something? Thirteen? No, no, no. Like the, there was a third No One Lives Forever game in the franchise. Oh, yeah. Codename Jack, I think it was called. Oh no, I, 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 I was remember. Came out. Out. Yeah. I just remember Malcolm too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that came out. It was not well reviewed. Well, you ruined it again, Matt. Nice. Okay, uh, Richard. I mean, so we we learned today that when projects get canceled, Mm -hmm. there is a possibility that some of that knowledge is retained and moves on to other projects. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to make it my my prerogative. I'm going to try to get a little piece of every canceled Star Wars game, roll it all up into a ball. It's going to star Kit Fisto and Max Rebo, Buddy Cop, 
Star Wars. There's going to be lightsabers sometimes. Speeders. Jizz whalers. All of it's going to be there. I forgot the I name. just need a name. What, what, a is, what the race is called, but you know... In pod the, racing. They're going to have a new experience. Now this is pod racing. September, and it's, it's adding a play with the, the Kit Fisto's race. Kit Fisto. Or Florida or something, I think they're called. God, I hate Star Wars. <laughs> Cancel it. Okay, so... Uh, for me, there there is one game that I'm still very sad about, uh, because... I'm a very curious person around these things, as, as you may have noticed. I, I love cancel games, so whatever I do when I join a new company, I look around if I can find anything about cancel games. <laughs> Root around people's personal things. Exactly. Yep. why are you going through my trash? Sorry, I'm See this cancel game. Stuff. Um, I want to cancel stuff. No, um, there, there is. For, for one of my boys, there was, there was a game. I'm still very sad uh, because I, it, it was a sequel to a to a game that I loved the first part of an RPG there was, there was tons of cool concept art it looked very promising but it has never been announced I'm still sad because I would have loved the game I think what game was it? it was a sequel to a it was a never announced sequel to a RPG with long lost love are you just you going to leave it on a mystery? yes wow wow mysteries that's the problem with the game since she's so mysterious yeah international man of mystery is just the name like, of the game? No. that's the name of the is it an Austin that's Powers the, that's, game? that's the name of no, that's the name of his Kickstarter. Yeah, that's right. Okay, oh. so, um, as always, if you have questions, topics, concerns, complaints, complaints, please send them to Basti. At Bastian Thun, T-H-U-N, uh, on Twitter. On Twitter. Um, if you have any other feedback, you're more than welcome to send it to projectorlunchcast at gmail.com. Look at you. Our email address. If you have ideas or want to collaborate on a 70s espionage triple a action game you can talk to matt at goat flip at goat flip on twitter um richard is antisocial so you can't talk to him at kit fisto no <laughs> write all your feedback <laughs> at kit fisto tell him it's from me no need to uh, check. or you can talk to me i'm still still marcel still your host uh, still loving cancelled games you can talk to me on twitter at com underscore raven uh-huh yeah, and uh, we'll we'll talk to you soon. Uh, if you if you enjoyed this, please let us know, and maybe in the future we'll get back to the topic of cancel games somehow. Until then, here's only one follower, Kid Fisto. <laughs> it's may, me. May the force be with you. And he talks about unemployment. Be the old school. Yeah, old school. We the old school. Yeah, old school. Been getting that money for a girl, sweet as honey. Got me some roses and a little bling. I knocked on her door, she said, What you waiting for? I heard you was looking for a king. Been finding the